Welcome to Ask the Dean. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, and I'm the co-founder of MAPT. I'm joined every week by Rachel Grubbs, the other co-founder of MAPT, who has 20 years experience in the pre-med and test prep world, and by Dr. Scott Wright, former executive director of TMDSAS and former director of admissions at UT Southwestern Medical School. Ask the Dean is a weekly Q&A we do live exclusively for our MAPT members, and this podcast is a recording of that session so that everyone can benefit from that knowledge. Let the knowledge flow. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Ask Mapped. This is episode number 127. Hard to believe that we've been doing this for 127 weeks. Uh, and Ryan, the, I know, Ryan, this, <laughs> the, you know, this goes back two years or more. Yeah. Uh, and it's just insane, right? It is insane. It is uh, insane. Yeah, but in the big picture, right? I've been podcasting now for well, that's true. Ten this years is, next this week is, true. This is, is my true. my podcast anniversary. Yeah. yeah, there you go, there you go. Well, well, welcome to everyone, and and uh, it's wonderful to have everybody here on this Thanksgiving. Uh, week here the day before Turkey Day, and uh, so I'm uh, pleased that uh, that we're all here, and we're going to answer a lot of your questions uh, today. I am Dr. Scott Wright, um, and uh, one of the advisors here at MAPT, and we are uh, here to answer your questions. Uh, we've got a lot of wisdom in the room. Uh, we've got a lot of, including Wilkie, my dog in the background. You <laughs> I can see, see him. He's getting his a red sweater. Right. His, it's a hoodie, by the way. Oh, sorry. Just saying. Um, and uh, so I want to introduce my colleagues to you. Uh, Verenia Granham, uh, one of, the, uh, one of the, the people that knows all the stuff and uh, advises all the students and, yeah. and all that, former uh, assistant Dean of uh, Pre-Health and STEM Advising at Hofstra. Or as Ryan says, Hofstra. Hofstra. Thank you, you so. put your <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's just the name. The name just sounds like that. It's not like that. <laughs> How are Hello. you today, Vernia? I'm doing good. Thank yeah, you. Good. Happy to be here. Grateful for um, the opportunities that I've had uh, throughout the years of yeah. in, in, you know, helping pre-meds. Um, and pre-health students in general, and um, very, very grateful to be a part of this family now. Yeah. And um, yeah, looking forward to talking to some students. This is a stressful time of year. Yeah, so it is. Let's see if it we is. can help them out. Enlighten them, right, that's right. Mm -hmm. And then obviously our wonderful leader, colleague, <laughs> friend. Look at him. <laughs> et cetera. Dr. Ryan Gray, hello, Dr. Gray. How are you today? Dr. Wright, I'm great. Yeah. I'm excellent. I'm excited to be here to help answer questions. Uh, this is one of my favorite times of the week. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all agree on that. Down to the last one of us, we all agree this is one of our favorite mm -hmm. times of the week. So. Definitely. Yep, yep. Yeah, so that's awesome. So we are going to be at, at answering your questions. And so what, what I encourage you to do is if you have questions, to submit them through uh, uh, you, our YouTube uh, TV channel. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll answer them. We'll try to get to as many of them as possible. Uh, but let me first start off with a question to 
uh, to both uh, Ryan, you and, and Verenia. And I'll start with Verenia. I'll start with you. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think uh, is the, the thing this time of year? So here we are at Thanksgiving. Hmm. Uh, uh, the Thanksgiving week, we're, we're quickly approaching the end of the calendar year. Uh, what is it that students should be thinking about that, first of all, the students that are in the cycle right now applying and the students that are anticipating applying next year, what should they be thinking about right now? Sure. So I'll, I'll go ahead and start with uh, current um, applicants. They're mm-hmm. in the cycle now. So you've, you know, you've been through the ringer, essentially, and now you're kind of just waiting around. Um, maybe you've had some interviews. Maybe you have had some acceptances. Congratulations. Um, but maybe, you know, and I'm thinking specifically right now for students who are still waiting to kind of hear something. This is the time that makes everyone very nervous. You haven't heard anything. Um, you may want to potentially consider updating schools if you haven't done so yet and, and they accept updates on maybe some new things you've done since you applied, um, maybe something new that you didn't get to put on your primary or in a secondary and you want to share that with them just to kind of, again, show your interest and let them know what you've been doing. Um, that's that's something to think about. But but if you've done that and you're sort, you know sort of just still waiting around, now is around a good time to start thinking about, well, do I need to, re, you know, take a look at my application and assess what are my next steps, which leads into students considering applying next cycle. What are some of the things that I need to think about? Taking a good long look at your application, maybe work with an advisor to help you kind of highlight or pinpoint some areas that maybe you could work on and develop for potentially applying next cycle. And for anyone considering applying next cycle, it's all about MCAT prep right now. If you haven't done that yet, getting ready. Hopefully you've registered for the MCAT early. We recommend January or March. Um, and, and starting to think about what am I going to write in my personal statement? What am, how am I going to describe? What activities am I going to, to highlight? And what am I, how am I going to describe them? Um, that's some, just a few things that you could be thinking about yeah. now. Yeah. Ryan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I, I agree. <laughs> I don't know how much there is to add. I, I think. Um, <laughs> no, how dare you know all of the answers? <laughs> I I am not humble. I'm not worthy. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I mean uh, especially for those going through the process now, um, it's continuing to take a breath, knowing that mm-hmm. there's there's still time um, yeah. to to get interviews. There's still time mm-hmm. to um, hear back from schools and and all of that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I saw an email uh, and I may I may make a video on this. Uh, I saw an email from Acomis saying, hey, just so you know, uh, I, because I have an Acomis account because I'm always going and playing and seeing what's changing and what's new. Um, they're like one of this these DO schools, their deadline is fast approaching. And I'm like. And nowhere in this email did you say, and because of rolling admissions, like, come on, like, yeah. please, please be more transparent here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's it's getting late and there's still time, which is mm-hmm. a weird kind of um, mm-hmm. oxymoron or whatever mm-hmm. uh, enigma there. But, and, mm-hmm. and for those applying next cycle, um, 
it's it's time to start looking at at what's to come. So yeah. I have a, I don't have my books in front of me. Yeah. My my application process yeah. book potentially. Yeah. Just to understand what that process looks mm-hmm. like. Go mm-hmm. watch application renovation videos to to go see what that process is uh, like, where students are are making big mistakes. And go check out Application Academy, mm-hmm. uh, applicationacademy.com. Mm-hmm. We're having mm-hmm. some Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales going on. Save $100 off of um, Application Academy, which is going bigger and better this this upcoming cycle. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I love Application Academy. Yeah, getting awesome. to work with all the students. Yeah. So, so make sure you're checking all of that out as well. Cool. Very cool. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. Well, let's get into some questions. Uh, uh, I think we have uh, some some good ones uh, for today. So here's the first one. Try hard ninja. (laughs) Good idea. I just received a traffic ticket for rolling past a stop sign two nights ago. Do I have to share this information with all schools I've applied to? Uh, Something schools won't care about this. Just wondering. Um, I is I know. I know schools okay. won't care. Okay, <laughs> I know schools won't care about this. Just wondering. So, I mean, this is a good. I, I, this is a good question, uh, Ryan. I'm wondering what 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 do you think about this in terms of you know you're a, a student, not just uh, rolling past the t- traffic ticket, but let's say you know that maybe maybe uh, 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 around the holidays, you know, people tend to drink a little bit. Maybe there's a you know, public intoxication uh, mm-hmm. citation that gets issued, uh, a misdemeanor, you know, for that. W- what what do students do at this point if they're current applicants and what they're going to do? Yeah, give up. There's there's <laughs> zero hope anymore. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gritty is always the one. Like, um, protect, protect them. Don't say that. Uh, yeah, look, uh, for, first of all, a more direct answer to this question it depends on the state that you live in. It depends on if a traffic ticket is considered a misdemeanor or just a, a, a traffic ticket. Um, and and so it's it, there are lots of it depends answers in there. And then it depends on the application service. It depends on the question that's being asked. Um, so just ma- make sure you're answering everything uh, as thoroughly as possible. And then more specifically, we see lots of students, unfortunately, or just that's that's the way it is to be an 18, 19, 20 year old. Mm-hmm. Your your frontal lobe isn't fully developed yet. <laughs> and hey, guess what? Uh, our, our drinking age of, of 21 is, is stupid in this country, yep. but it is what it is. And so uh, if if you unfortunately are on campus and you uh, are caught with alcohol or whatever the the issue is, um, at the end of the day, you're going to to need to write an essay you're going to need to write to to come clean to Mm -hmm. take ownership to talk about uh obviously what what the result of this issue was and and what did you learn Mm -hmm. um and and that is going to put you far ahead of the students that are like it wasn't my fault this is dumb uh it was this other student it was the teacher's fault whatever Mm -hmm. uh uh, accepting responsibility versus placing blame is is, mm-hmm. is numero uno in this process. Yeah. And then just one other quick thing. Uh, you have to be super careful. I, I've noticed a couple people talking about it now, and it's not something I've seen before. Uh, and I don't really like it. I think schools are being a little sneaky about this. Is there are a few schools out there 
if you do have an institutional action on their website, it will say, we will not look at your application until you do X, Y, and Z. Mm. And they're expecting stuff outside of the application for you to do for them to even consider your application if you've marked that you have an institutional action on your AMCAS application, which to me, I think is, is sneaky. Uh, you're, you're submitting a primary, you're submitting a secondary, and they're not even going to look at your application unless you looked at the fine print and said, uh-oh, they, they want X, Y, and Z from me. And it's things like going to uh, uh, like the dean of the school yeah. and, and requesting a letter uh, about mm. what happened. I'm like, really? It, it, it's yeah. Anyway, I so had, you got to be careful. I had a, a student I was working with. Um, it, it was something – he had a – something happened at school – um, he got a warning um, through their resident director in an email and he contacted me because he was worried he was going to have to report this. And he said, when I went to the dean about it, the dean even said that, you know, he was really upset about it, that they even made a big stink about it because it was so minor. I don't remember exactly what it was now. But but yeah, he was so concerned because as minor as it was, there was sort of this documentation, even though it didn't proceed any further, there was no disciplinary hearing or anything. Um, because the dean also was going to have to write some kind of certification, I think they call it. Um, so be aware that mm -hmm. these, these are things exist. These yeah. things exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I, and I would just add to to what we've said here on this topic is that if you, um, it's always best to err on the side of conservatism and err on the side of providing the information. You know, in, in, the, in the example that you gave, rolling past the stop sign and getting a, a, a speeding or a, a, a ticket, you know, I would prefer to let the school say, we don't care about this. You don't make that decision. You let the school make that decision, the medical school. Let the medical school say, that's all right, fine, thanks for notifying us. Uh, you know, let them make that decision about what they think is relevant and not relevant. So... That would be my thoughts. Good. Uh, Money Mo, uh, is it a red flag if you only take 12 credits in sophomore and junior, all science classes, if you are also doing volunteering, clinical experience, and research? All right, Verenia, what do you think? I don't see it as a red flag. I doubt that mm -hmm. medical school will see it as a red flag. Um, but Isn't 12 you, credits full-time? It is full-time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's not yeah. an issue at all. Yeah. Uh, but if you find that you can only, or you're purposely only taking 12 credits so that you can balance your schedule, that, I mean, they're not going to know that. They're just going to see you took 12 credits, which is full time. So don't worry mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. Um, but, but I don't know how this is going to affect your graduation rate, your time to graduation. So, you know, do what you can. Obviously, stay full time. They are all science classes. So, but that, but alone doesn't necessarily mean, you know, it doesn't really mean anything that it's all science classes. Mm -hmm. It's the issue of whether or not you're full time when you are. So I wouldn't worry about it. Um, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. good. All right. Next question. AJ Philly. As an applicant with dyslexia, knowing it affects my grades, will I be discriminated for that? How much do I use that as my story without hurting my application? Currently shooting for a 3.7, but at a current 
So this is a this is a really interesting um, topic here with relation not just to dyslexia but to any kind of learning disability. And so let's broaden it beyond dyslexia and talk about you know learning disabilities in general uh, and how they affect the uh, the application process. Ryan, what what are your thoughts here in terms of how much do they disclose and is it is it get to a point if they are disclosing it where it kind of goes over the top and, and becomes a crutch that they're trying to yeah. lean on? Yeah, well, I think I think the first the first thing that has to be discussed is no matter what, at the end of the day, a medical school needs to make sure that you're academically capable of doing well in medical school, mm -hmm. meaning you're passing <laughs> Your, your classes, you're passing the shelf exams in your clinical years, you're passing the board exams, and that you are going to be someone who's going to get through medical school. And so if you're at a 3.1 GPA and never show any signs of, a, of an upward trend, never show any signs of someone who can be academically capable of doing well in medical school, they're not really going to care what the reason is, mm -hmm. unfortunately, right. right? And and maybe that's mean to say or whatever, but that's just the truth. Learning disability or not, you have to be able to get through medical school or else you're going to take lots of debt and go, okay, <laughs> I did two years of med school, couldn't pass my, my board exam, I took it three times, and now I have $120,000 worth of med school debt that I'll never be able to pay off because I couldn't finish med school. And so the med school is protecting you. They're protecting themselves by saying, look, mm -hmm. if you need accommodations for your dyslexia in undergrad to show that you're academically capable, great, do that. And, and then we'll look at your grades and see that maybe you have a 3.3 overall GPA, but your last two years, you figured it out because you got the diagnosis, you got the accommodations you need, you did well in the MCAT because you got the accommodations that you need, and, and you, you proved yourself with whatever neurodiversity you have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's first and foremost what you have to do. No matter, no matter who you are, whether you're dealing with dyslexia, whether you're dealing with ADHD, whether you're dealing whatever neurodivergency, if that's a word, um, mm -hmm. you're dealing with, that, that, that you go through life with, that you're learning with and, and studying with and taking tests with, at the end of the day, you have to prove that you are academically capable of doing well in classes and doing well on standardized tests because that's what your life is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I would add to that, that my feeling is that it is a red flag if you become, if you come to the point where you are trying to explain away the 3.1 because of the learning disability. Yeah. And, and you, you know, you, you're, you're saying, well, yeah, it's a 3.1, but here's all the mitigating, you know, issues. It goes, it and that goes directly back to what you're talking about, Ryan, in terms of, you know, uh, there's no evidence then that you can do the work. Yeah, exactly. So, absolutely. Absolutely. Good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Brittany, do you have a comment? Oh, I was just going to add to the second part of the question, which is should they use it or how much of it do they use mm -hmm. as their story for mm -hmm. their application? I, I mean, it's remember that the point of the sort of the, your personal statement is really why medicine, right? So if this has something to do with that and you want to share this and, and show 
how it's impacted you and how you've grown or um, towards that goal of becoming a physician, then yeah, absolutely. You can write about that, um, but but not using it as an excuse for, you know, yeah. other things, yeah. as you were saying. Yeah. Don't let it be a distraction and, right. and don't let it be a potential red flag for the school yeah. to yeah. go, uh-oh. Yep, yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Uh, Brandolin is an upward trend of 4.0 for the last three semesters with an overall GPA of 3.5 good enough. Should I consider a postback? So let me just say right now, uh, Brandolin, you're overthinking this a little bit, uh, but uh, 3.5 GPA is a good, strong GPA. Uh, that is uh, uh, something you should be proud of. And if you have a 4.0 in the last three sem- semesters, that's even that's even better. That's an upward trend even beyond the, the strong 3.5. So should you consider a postback? Uh, no, uh, I, I don't think so. I think that uh, now if you're considering a postback for other reasons beyond the GPA, mm-hmm. uh, then that's a whole nother topic. But no, this is not something that you need to uh, to have a, a postback for. I mean, anybody disagree with that? No. Yeah, the, the only caveat or, or, or nuance there potentially is three semesters. Is that two credits per semester? That's right, that, right. That's right. the only question mark mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. but right. if, if they're 10, 12, 15 credits per semester, right, like right. that's that's awesome. Yeah. You basically used awesome. your last three semesters as your post back. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly Assuming right. they're all sciences too. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Good. 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 Uh, all right. Uh, another question. Arturo, thank you all so much for doing this. Oh, <laughs> hope you have a nice, well, we hope you have a nice Thanksgiving thank too, Arturo. That's awesome. Thank you very much for, uh, for that. that. That's very, very nice. I appreciate that. Makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Barkley, uh, when I'm applying to residency in higher competitive specialties, does it matter which medical school I went to or is better to go to famous medical school to make my process easier? Well, this this is a very uh, interesting question. I think it's a great question. And so, uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts about it? And this goes... This goes to the heart of where you're applying uh, uh, to, to, to medical schools and why you're applying to those medical schools, right? Yeah. I, I, I think uh, this is where my general uh, kind, of, kind of stands is that it just it doesn't matter where you go to school. Uh, go to a school where you're going to thrive at the end of the day because that's ultimately what's going to matter the most when it it comes to applying to residencies and there are some caveats there, right? If, if you want, if you know, like I want to be an orthopedic surgeon, which is a super competitive specialty. And I want to go to Harvard for my residency, which is a super competitive residency program. Then are there medical schools that may help set you up for success? Meaning, are there going to be medical schools that are going to give you lots of opportunities for research? Because more competitive specialties, more competitive residency programs may want to see more research that you're doing in medical school and and beyond and before. Um, Are there better networking opportunities 
at some medical schools at, versus others, right? If you go to a small, rural, kind of family practice-driven, um, primary care-driven campus of a medical school, and you don't have real good access to an orthopedic surgeon and an orthopedic residency whose residency program director can write you a strong letter of recommendation because that's that's what it takes to to get into good residencies is you're getting program director letters of recommendations then yeah that may hinder you right it doesn't make it impossible and it's not necessarily the school that does that the name on the school but it's the opportunities afforded to you at that school. So those are different ways of thinking about it versus just what's the name on my diploma. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and Brittany, I'm wondering too, from your perspective in your past life in, in, in advising students at the undergraduate level, the pre-med students, they worry about this a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They worry about, will their undergraduate school affect right. <laughs> where they get into? I wonder if high school students. I, all the way back, I, bet, right? I bet parents are like, what, what's the best high school to get my ch child into? It starts yeah. in preschool. <laughs> Waiting lists for top programs. For what's the best womb to, uh, to get my child? I'm going to get a surrogate because I don't think my womb is the best to make sure my child's a D1 yeah. athlete. <sighs> right, right. So, yeah. I've I've definitely had these conversations with students. Um, um, just this assumes that you'll get into a famous medical school. <laughs> Put that in quotes, right? You're gonna apply to the schools where you see yourself, you know, being successful. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then you're gonna work hard, right, mm -hmm. to then be able to apply to these competitive programs. Wait, and, wait you gotta work hard. You know, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Right, um, right. Right. So focus on good fit, good opportunities yeah. for what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Take it from there. Yeah. And work yeah. hard. Good. Work hard. Where have I seen that good. before? Yeah. Work right. Hard, <laughs> good. Be creative. Yeah. Be creative. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Natalie, if I get application Academy and at the end I decide to <clears throat> don't apply next year, can I save it for the next cycle? So yeah. this is a, uh, I think this is a Ryan question. <laughs> uh, yeah. So application Academy, when you sign up, you get 12 months of access. Uh, and we, we have some FAQs on the website that ask like, if I want to defer, if I want to pause uh, what those opportunities are. So there, there are opportunities to extend for six months for a small cost. Uh, there's there are opportunities to defer or or pause your your membership uh, in, in Application Academy for a, a period of time. So just go to Application Academy. All of that kind of stuff is there. Excellent, excellent. Next question, Ricky. If my nursing GPA was not med school competitive, three point one. But my post-bac GPA as a career changer is about 3.6 to 3.7. Am I still considered competitive considering metrics? Have not taken the MCAT yet. Yeah, this is a, a really a great question. And I think um, this is a common uh, 
a common question, a common issue with post-bac students, particularly with, with second career students who are, you know, maybe they didn't do as great as they can now uh, because of whatever reason when they were originally in, in college and uh, they have gone back and done a post-bac program. Uh, in a post-bac program, 3637, uh, Ricky is a great, uh, is a great GPA. And, uh, and, and I think you've done what you have to do to show that you can do, that you can do the work. You have, uh, you know, the post-bac program, assuming that it is a, a post-bac program that's primarily sciences, uh, then you're really going into, a, into the application process saying, I want you to look at this post-bac work, and it is the evidence that this is what I can do currently. This is, this is my uh, ability level now. Uh, you know, for some of our post, post-bac or non-traditional students, uh, their uh, GPA, uh, original uh, GPA was from 5, 10, sometimes even 15 or 20 years ago. And so they're, what they're saying in a, with the post-bac GPA uh, is – this is who I am currently in terms of my abilities to do well in the academic environment. And uh, so absolutely, I think, uh, I think you're definitely, uh, this puts you in a competitive uh, place uh, to, uh, to apply. I would encourage you to, to, uh, to really consider that as a, as a, as a strong, uh, strong evidence uh, to medical schools. And, and you want to match that with a equally strong uh, uh, MCAT score and uh, so, yeah, so I would say you're, you're, you're doing the right stuff so far. Absolutely. All right. Caitlin, I'm interested in becoming an anesthesiologist assistant, but the school in my area is not allowing shadowing, and I haven't had any luck at other hospitals. Do you have any tips on finding shadowing. And so this is a really good question and related to not just anesthesiology assistant, but PAs or, you know, those interested in PA school or med school or whatever. If you kind of get shut down in terms of shadowing at your local hospital for COVID reasons or whatever, uh, what do they do? What, what, what would you suggest? Verenia, what, what are your thoughts here? Give up. <laughs> yes. Yes. See? I've been around you too long, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Caitlin, it is extremely hard. It's been sort of inconsistent where you can get shadowing opportunities and when you can't. Um, you got to kind of keep pushing, keep going to different places, go to clinics, go to hospices, uh, anywhere where you can kind of be around patients and, and healthcare settings. Um, but maybe it's not through shadowing. Maybe you get an opportunity for more um, hands-on work, maybe as a, a nursing assistant uh, that, you know, that might require, that will require certification and things like that. But that's something you can consider. Nursing assistant, medical assistant, phlebotomy. Um, any, while medical schools want to see that you have experience you've been sort of shadowing doctors and have seen what it takes and what it requires to work in this field. It's not like you must have shadowing, right? Because if you're working in the field, you, it's assumed, right? That you know, what's <laughs> what it's like and, and things like that. So it's not, you're not limited to just getting shadowing for the sake of shadowing, if that makes sense. So just keep trying 
virtual shadowing is still an option while not ideal. Um, we do still have e-shadowing, e-shadowing.com, um, so that you can at least see other um, areas, other specialties. But you just gotta gotta keep at, keep keep at it. Keep on keeping on. Do the opposite of giving up. Yeah, and and the general answer for for everyone is always try to find smaller private practices because yes. that's, that's typically where you're going to have right. the best luck. And 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 I would I would say in addition to that, smallest smaller private practices and approach them as you're willing to do anything they want you to do. Yeah. If they want, yeah. you know, I, I would say volunteer to, to empty the trash cans, to file stuff. If they'll let you follow the doc around or follow the, the MA around or, or the, the, the PA or whatever, uh, and, and some period of that time is you helping them out doing stuff, what that does is adds value to your uh, expression of interest in their in their practice. All of a sudden, they can see that this is, this is something that we need to have done. Uh, it releases some of our staff to do other things if yeah. you're doing X, Y, and Z. So just be, be willing to kind of open that up a little bit. So yeah, great. All right. Another question. Christian, if I'm confident in my application, but I believe my low MCAT score has kept me from receiving uh, interview invites, should I address this in an update letter if I haven't already? Okay, this is a this is a, a good question. Uh, it's it's a tough tough question. I'm, I'm sort of wondering, Ryan, what do you what, what do you think about this? Yeah, it's it's a hard one, right? So mm -hmm. so I'm assuming Christian is in the application cycle now, has mm -hmm. applied, isn't mm -hmm. getting any action in terms of interview invites, and is going. Hmm. Like the only thing I can think about is my MCAT score. Right. And it's hard, right? If if medical schools aren't giving you a shot because of your MCAT score, you emailing them or writing them a letter or whatever that looks like and saying, hey, I know my MCAT score sucks, but give me a shot anyway, yeah. right? I don't know what that accomplishes other than you saying, yeah, I know my MCAT score is low, which is why you haven't given me. There, there, there's no actionable, here's what I've done to improve Mm -hmm. type type messaging to the school right mm -hmm. if if it if it's low clinical hours that you originally applied with and you've gotten more clinical hours you may you may be able to go hey like i i know when i submitted my primary application my hours were x y or z here's what i've been doing since i got this new thing that it wasn't on my application whatever you're showing growth mm -hmm. you can't really show growth by saying yeah my mcat score sucked and i know that's why i'm not getting uh, an interview now that's not to say you shouldn't, right? Potentially say, I know my MCAT score is low and here are potentially some other reasons why I still think you should give me a shot, right? It, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to continue to say no. Mm -hmm. um, you just have to do it tactfully. You have to do it um, efficiently, briefly, uh, and potentially go from there. Brittany, you have any thoughts? I was just wondering, would you recommend retaking the MCAT and updating later? maybe not now March? yeah right. now, now it's too late for that yeah there's yeah. there's no tests until january and so right but that's what i mean so taking it i don't even know if there's any tests available in january at this point but let's say taking it in january still mid-cycle um and then updating 
potentially the come out. there there's yeah. there there are schools not not all schools accept the january mcat so mm-hmm. it's just going to depend yeah and it, it, it kind of occurs to me too that it 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 depends a little bit on what you mean by low mcat i mean mm-hmm. if if you've got a you know if you've got a 504 and uh and you know you're you're expressing this to a med, med school. That's one thing. If you've got a 488, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother ball game there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it, it depends a little bit on, you know, kind of what you're addressing, but I agree with you, Ryan, in terms of well, what do you want the med school to do with that? If you, you know, in particular, yeah. how you address that in, in, when you say, should I address this in an update letter? Basically, depending on how you address it, it could be an affront to the medical school to say, so you don't think our pro you think our process sucks. And so, <laughs> you know, that could be something that, that you may want to consider in terms of what that, what signals that may send to the med school uh, in, in addition to, you know, there, there could be unintended consequences. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. So just be yep. careful with that. But I agree uh, that I, I don't see this as a as a win situation to do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, a day show. Adidayo. Adidayo. Oh, there we go. Okay. Thank you all for doing this. I always look forward to listening to your advice. Had a great cycle already, and I still look forward to listening <laughs> to your advice. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, another warm fuzzy. Yes. Yeah. Adi Dayo has, has privately messaged me twice. He's got at least two acceptances. Oh, too. that's awesome. Nice. Woohoo. We need so. some applause, Ryan. Yeah. What, what? Oh, wait. Sorry. Hello. Yes. Woohoo. <laughs> Way to go, Adi Dayo. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. an, an immigrant. Uh, uh, just an awesome story. Awesome dude. We'll, we'll get him awesome. on mission accepted or the pre yeah. years at some point. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Excellent. Uh, Adna, how do medical schools look at a drop in the MCAT score? Also, how do they look at an improved score? Non-trad here, thanks. Good. So, yeah, this is this is a great question. This is about retakes, basically. You know, you you take the MCAT, you you uh, you don't get what you really wanted to get, so you're going to retake it again, and uh, and there, the, the question here is how do schools interpret multiple scores, whether you go up or down, you know, obviously if you go up, that's a win. Uh, everybody's going to give you the advantage of that, that higher, uh, that higher score, that improved score. The question is, and this is often in the minds of applicants is what if I drop, what if the score goes down? What, what does that mean? What does that say to an, to a, to a medical school? And, and I think, as is our common phrase here, is it depends. Uh, some medical schools will give you the advantage of that higher score uh, regardless. Uh, there are other medical schools, uh, perhaps a, a, a bit fewer in percentage, who are going to take your latest score. Uh, so you have to you know, kind of know that about the schools you're interested in, what schools you're, you're interested in applying to, what is their... Uh, process look like? Do they use the highest score, the latest score? What What are they using uh, in the in the uh, evaluation uh, of your of your application? And then and then make a decision about what you're going to do. Uh, I think the the my feeling is that the majority of schools are going to give you the advantage of your highest score. Uh, 
but there are some schools that are going to say we're going to take that that latest score. So if you go down, that it could be a disadvantage at those schools. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And at the end of the day, your goal is to do as well as you can and apply. Yep. That's right. That's right. All right, Natalie. Uh, I work as a med tech in a senior living uh, place, I guess. And my supervisor is a nurse. Can she be uh, a letter of recommendation? Is it going to look bad because she is a nurse? Uh, What do you think about this, Renia? Uh, no, I don't think it would look bad. It's just the type of recommendation will be from an employer. It's not mm-hmm. considered like a physician letter or obviously not a faculty letter. Um, but no, I don't think it looks bad at all. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. They, they're your employer yeah. and they probably will have very um, good things, hopefully, to say about you. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that um, you, you f- request the letter and phrase it in a way that sort of emphasizes, can you write me a strong letter of recommendation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very good. And if you work, you know, if you work some with doctors, uh, you, you can uh, sometimes have a, uh, a letter written by both people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if it's, if it's the charge nurse and the doctor co-signs the letter, you know, maybe the doctor doesn't know you as well as the nurse does, but they're willing to write a, a letter together. Yeah, uh, a that, single a single letter, a single by letter, yeah, to, together with Signed. both of them signing the letter. Right. That's 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 also a way that you can uh, that you can do that. Yep. Cool. 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 All right. Another question. AJ, how much does university reputations impact applications? Here's a you know, similar yeah you know, similar question from before, such as Purdue. Just curious. Thanks for the previous question. I figured out the problem. I'm already on upper trend. Okay. So this goes back to the issue of, you know, reputations. I really think we, we kind of addressed this pretty well uh, earlier, but this is sort of on the front end applications. How does the university reputation affect my application to medical school? And, uh, you know, Ryan, you're, you're, I know you have some, some pretty uh, strong thoughts on this. but uh. Ryan? Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Uh, yeah. It's just, uh, ultimately, it doesn't matter, uh, yeah. especially to, to medical school. Right. Um, there uh, are surveys of medical school admissions committee people are not um, – no, I'm thinking of, of residency. Um, it, it doesn't matter, right? If you yeah. look at a medical school class – these students are coming from anywhere and everywhere, uh, obviously depending on public, private, in-state, out-of-state, whatever. They are taking students from all walks of life. And yeah. and think about it. A lot of people understand that college admissions, undergraduate admissions, there's usually this weirdness around, like if, if you went to one of the top high schools mm-hmm. in, in your area, the, the top university in your state is only going to take like two or three students from from that high school because that university is looking for diversity of thought of students and they don't want to just have high school 2.0 as their as their Mm -hmm. class Mm -hmm. medical schools are doing the same thing they're looking for diversity of thought diversity of upbringing diversity of of whatever and so it's just it just doesn't matter again it goes to what i was talking about earlier is one school going to give you opportunities that another school may not, which 
may help you get into some schools uh, over others or may help you thrive because the opportunity that is offered is going to just light up your life and you're going to be excited to wake up every day and and show up at six o'clock in the morning every day. So it's whatever, right? Those are the big questions versus again, what is the name on the diploma? Right. Right. Yep. Agree completely. Mm -hmm. Great. Lorena. Hi, everyone. I'm starting a post back for my low GPA 2.6 this January. Should I repeat the courses I did poorly in or should I take upper courses? I'm lucky to have volunteer clinical experience. That's great. So this is a really good question. Um, I, I think it, it, you know, my feeling is, and I'd be interested uh, what, what the thoughts of my co-panelists uh, are on this as well, uh, it is my feeling is that it depends a little bit on if you're doing a, a, a structured post back program or if you're doing a do-it-yourself, you know, kind of post back thing. Uh, if it's a structured program, you may have fewer opportunities to make choices about what you're going to take in whatever. The, the, it, it may be structured out for you so that you're going to be taking these courses and that's it. Uh, if you're doing it yourself or if you're in a program where you do have a lot of flexibility, then um, I would say anything that you had uh, obviously a C minus or less in, you're definitely going to have to retake it in order for it to be applicable as a, as a prerequisite uh, for, the, for the medical schools. They're not going to accept anything less than a C. Uh, beyond that, you know, any, I, I would say anything B or A, clearly you don't need to retake. C's are a little bit kind of um, in the middle and, and you, depending on what it was and, uh, uh, you know, what, the, what your uh, level of preparation was for that particular class. You know, I'm thinking, uh, for example, if you, you know, just were not good in chemistry and, and you had C's throughout uh, most of your chemistry sequence, uh, but haven't done biochemistry, then then you you know you may want to go back and, and redo some chemistry to, in order to be prepared for for biochemistry, particular organic. But you know I I I, uh, I think it just depends a little bit. I would recommend uh, if you're doing a, a somewhat structured program, or if there's an advisor at your institution where you're doing the post back uh, that can help you sort of wade through by looking at your transcript. Now what I would say is. Uh, a good a good idea is to get if you don't already have a mapped account. Uh, you mm-hmm. get a free account, map.com. Uh, it's free, always free. If you choose to do the pro version, you get access to to advisors where you can ask this question: Can you look at my transcript and tell me what are classes that you think maybe I should you know retake or uh, as a, as a post back or, or not? That would be very that, that would give you a lot more specific information uh, uh, about uh, your uh, individual uh, individual situation. So, yeah. So look look Good. look that up map.com. Yeah. Mapppd. Mapppd. Leave out the e. <laughs> yeah. I we get that we get we get this called a lot of different things. Uh, <laughs> we get it called. Mapped D. Map right? D is the most common. <laughs> yeah. I heard somebody recently call it Map PD, oh. as if it's the Map Police Department. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is. I know, right? So, we we anyway. police the medical yeah. schools. 
Yeah. Uh, so what, here what about is... MD app? Have you heard of that one? MD app? No. Yeah. So if, if you take app yeah. out of the middle, there's M and D uh, on the ends. And so they're like MD app. I'm like, what about <laughs> the DOs? We wouldn't do that to the DOs. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so Brandolin says, and I don't know if I want to read this or not, actually. No, you should. You should. <laughs> think think is UF going to destroy fsu this is university of florida and florida state this weekend go gators now brian we can have a conversation about this if you choose to but do you really want to have a conversation (laughs) um i see a therapist so i i think i i've i've processed this season um (laughs) a lot already um yeah <laughs> number number one the game is on friday night which uh i wow. I, I realized like a night or two ago i'm like oh it's it's not on saturday i'm glad i glad i know that right um uh i don't have high hopes they're you know maybe they'll bounce back from the from the disaster last week um i i don't have high hopes <laughs> and i i will be there yelling and screaming and cheering them on uh, I, when I go out of this world at whatever age I go out of, um, it will be several years before I should have gone out because of my, my gator addiction. <laughs> I was just going to say, this can't be good for your health. <laughs> it, is, it is not good for my health. It is not. Have you heard of, have you ever heard the word hypertension? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. All right. Next question. Uh, JB's, JB's B. Uh, I am considering taking the MCAT before taking biochem and organic chemistry too. Ooh. Would you advise against this? I plan on clearing four to five months devoting time to prepare for the MCAT. Hmm. What do you think about this, Verenia? I have strong opinions about this. Um, just from experience, I've worked with students who tried this in the past. It did not go well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of biochem on the MCAT. <laughs> a lot. There's a lot. You really want to get that you know well understood um so no Uh, so yes i do advise against this take the Mm -hmm. courses what's the rush i don't know your situation but really right it's um better to be prepared and take the mcat when you have this content um well handled and understood um instead of rushing it yeah i i think there's a there's a potential to try, right? Mm-hmm. To, to start studying for it, start uh, obviously self-learning biochem. Uh, Ochem 2, less of, of an issue, um, but self-studying for biochem if you're taking a course or reading the content books or whatever, and start taking some practice questions. And mm-hmm. if you are consistently and relentlessly not doing well with the biochem stuff, that's telling you that you, your foundation is just not strong enough mm-hmm. and you probably should go take the course first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm cautious about this. I, I, I don't know that this is a great idea. My, my question is, was the exact question that you had, Brandy, what's the rush? What, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to get at to rushing through this? Yeah, in the way that you're doing. So that that would yeah. be my that would be my concern. So yeah. All right. Another question. I oh, good grief. Hartick. Hartick? Maybe. Hartick. I have taken my general chemistry, bio, and math prereqs at a community college, but I have taken OCHEM, biochem, and my upper level 
uh, bio courses at the university I transferred to. How will this affect my admission? Yeah, this is a this is a very common question. Uh, it, it's often a question that is asked prior to uh, a student transferring or, or doing community college work and transferring to the university. Uh, you're you're asking it on the on the back end. How's this going to be viewed? And and I think it depends on how you did. Uh, if if you did great at the community college level and were consistent. Uh, largely consistent in, in, in when you transfer to the university in terms of your grades and stuff, I think you're going to be great. I think it's going to, you know, you're, 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 there's not going to be an issue there. But I do think that uh, if you were community college level wise and then you transferred to the university and the grades went down, that's going to be a concern to the, uh, to the medical school. So I think a little, a little bit depends on how you did in the classes as to how it's going to be interpreted. Apologies, I accidentally put up a, a different comment there, and I couldn't find the other one. <laughs> no worries. That's my no fault. Worries. No worries. We'll go ahead and answer Dustin's question. Uh, Dustin, I'm finishing my second bachelor's degree in three weeks. Congrats with a 4.0. Excellent. Not, sh not so sure I'm going to get in this cycle. I love surgery and would like to go to uh, CST school why I wait for the next cycle. What is CST school? I'm not sure. Uh, surgical tech. A cer certified oh, like okay. surgical tech. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And so I'd like to go to CST school while I wait for the next cycle. Could that hurt or help me? Uh, I don't think it would hurt. Um, Unless you do poorly and they yeah, give you grades. Like, yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. So I don't think it would hurt. Uh, I think, you know, it could potentially, you know, help you in, in, in giving you uh, more clinical experience and, yeah. and and all that. So absolutely. Being a surgical so. tech is awesome. I, I think mm -hmm. potentially that the question, if I if I were to put myself in Dustin's shoes, would be medical schools. Are, are they going to be concerned that I'm not really positive that I want to go to med school because I'm going down this other path? That is a career that surgical techs. Uh, do that as a career. And so our, our medical school is going to doubt his desire to be a physician. And I just, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As long as you tell your story. <clears throat> Absolutely. I agree with that. We're kind of at an end. Yeah, here. we Brent. are. Wow. We are, we are, we are. So time flies. What is your, let me, let me ask you this before we sign off. Yep. Here's what I want to ask. Verenia, mm -hmm. you and Ryan, mm -hmm. what are you thankful for today? What are you thankful for today? Brenia, what are you thankful for? Thankful that I am alive, healthy, mostly. <laughs> um, thankful for family, of course, friends, um, and being here, being able to help the students that we help on a daily basis, as, as cheesy as that sounds. That's, yeah. that's all I need. That's, yeah. I'm good. I'm grateful. Yeah. I have a roof over my head. My family is healthy. That's all I need. Yeah. There goes Brandy stealing all my answers again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of that. I, I'm thankful to to be here, to be mm -hmm. surrounded by by you two, um, and the rest of our team behind the scenes, uh, yeah. and those who aren't yeah. uh, on today, and and for all of the students who come and hang out with us every yeah. week, um, or or whenever they can, yeah. Um, yeah. who who put a little trust in us to yeah. help guide them on their journey. So, yeah. and if you want a little more help, go go check out our, our Black Friday Cyber Monday sales, yeah, twenty percent off one-on-one right. -on -one advising, that's right. save some money on Application Academy, etc. And Scott, they go, and where do they go for that? 
uh, medicalschoolhq.net. Medschoolhq.net. Uh, and Scott, I want I want to throw that question back to yeah. you as well. What are you thankful for? You know, I I, I agree with with you with you all. I, I'm thankful for good friends. I'm thankful for uh, for uh, family, uh, and I I include my colleagues here at MAP and Med, Med School HQ uh, in that uh, in that category. I, I feel like we we really are you know family in terms of how we relate to each other in a lot of ways, and uh, and I, I'm really thankful for that. And 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 honestly, I am. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the holidays because I, it's you know, a lot of people struggle in the holidays. Mm-hmm. So I am thankful for alcohol. I'm just going to say that and leave it out there. <laughs> um, uh, don't, don't forget if you do struggle, if you know anyone who struggles, 988 is the new yeah. national yes. um, suicide, suicide yeah. uh, very easy number to yeah. dial. So uh, get help if you need it. Yeah. Um, and some people are never happy that whatever. Aww. So sorry, Maya. Maya. With yeah. that note, We're here every Wednesday. Aww. We're here every Wednesday. Guess what? Well, we'll refund your your admissions to to, to this session. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Maybe next time, Maya. All right. Well, thank yeah. you everyone for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be with you each week. And good, uh, goodbye. Happy holidays. Uh, and uh, happy Thanksgiving. And yes. and eat 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 eat. And go Gators. This is Dr. Gray again, closing out. I hope you learned something from our session today. If you haven't yet checked out Mapped, I invite you to try it for free for two weeks by going to mapped.com slash podcast. Track and navigate your journey to medical school using the only tool like it for pre-meds. We'll see you next week here on Ask the Dean.